Welcome to the Herbarium of the Bazaar, a collection of strange and spooky plants. I'm your host, Meredith Hemphill. Happy Halloween. Well, almost. This is my Halloween episode, anyway. So I wanted to do something grotesque. That's why this week's specimen is the bleeding tooth fungus. Before we get to the bleeding teeth, yes, I said fungus. This week's plant is not a plant. Traditionally, fungi were considered the realm of botany. Because they look more like plants than animals, naturalists once thought that they were plants, or near enough. We now know that fungi are actually more closely related to animals than plants, but they are still kind of grouped together with the botanical sciences, so I'm going to talk about them on this show. Plus, there are so many weird fungi. How could I pass up that opportunity? So, back to the icky mushrooms. Bleeding tooth fungus is also known as devil's tooth fungus, or, more whimsically, strawberries and cream. Its scientific name is Hydnellum pecii. Hydnellum means little tooth. All the mushrooms in this genus are known as tooth fungi because they bear their spores on little spines that look like teeth. Bleeding tooth fungus was first described in 1913 by mycologist Howard James Banker, but the species name honors another mycologist, Charles Horton Peck. Peck was a prominent figure in the field who identified more than 2,700 species of North American fungi during his lifetime. So Hydnellum pecii is a tooth fungus. But why do people say that it bleeds? Well, because it does. Sort of. The young mushrooms, which appear during late summer to autumn, have velvety white tops with deep pores that ooze red liquid. The mushrooms look like they are bleeding, or, I guess, leaking strawberry jam, if you want to be cute about it. It isn't really blood, because mushrooms don't have blood. But scientists aren't sure what the red liquid is, or why the mushrooms exude it. A previously unknown red pigment has been determined to be a significant component, but that's about it. No one knows why these mushrooms are bleeding. Creepy, right? Another creepy thing about bleeding tooth fungus is the way the mushrooms grow. They exhibit what's called amorphous or indeterminate growth. This means they don't have a set shape or size. It also means they don't stop growing just because there's something in their way. These mushrooms swallow up leaves, twigs, and pebbles like the blob. They sometimes encircle trees and even merge into each other, forming big, shroomy masses. They grow slowly, so you would have to stand still for a very long time for a bleeding tooth mushroom to swallow you up, but it's still unsettling to consider. There are a few other hydnellum species that bleed too, and can easily be mistaken for bleeding tooth fungus. Mealy tooth fungus is almost identical. A microscope may be needed to tell the two apart. Or you could try tasting them 
but I wouldn't recommend it. They aren't poisonous. It's just that bleeding tooth fungus has a terrible, bitter, sometimes spicy taste. Mealy tooth fungus tastes mild, but you wouldn't know what you were getting until you tried. Hydnellum diabolus, which is also called devil's tooth, has a more hairy texture on the cap and lacks the pungently sweet odor that wafts off of bleeding tooth mushrooms. Ridged tooth fungus has duller, browner mushrooms, but they still exude bright red liquid, which could be confusing. Furthermore, bleeding tooth mushrooms do turn brown with age and eventually stop bleeding. Mature specimens look like pretty unremarkable mushrooms. Bleeding tooth fungus grows on the ground in conifer forests, especially in the mountains. It is found in most of North America and Europe, but is particularly abundant in the Pacific Northwest of the United States. The fungi spend most of the life cycle exclusively as underground mycorrhizae. Like I talked about in episode 1, this means that they have a symbiotic relationship to exchange nutrients with the nearby trees. Bleeding tooth fungus only partners with pine, spruce, hemlock, and Douglas fir trees. The fungi cannot survive without this symbiotic relationship. The trees don't do very well without their fungi either. Bleeding tooth fungus grows best in old growth forests and is thought to be sensitive to nitrogen pollution. It is in decline in some parts of Europe, and was declared an endangered species in the United Kingdom in 2006. So if you do see these macabre mushrooms, it's actually a sign of a healthy forest ecosystem. Although they aren't much good for eating, bleeding tooth mushrooms are good for things other than incredible photos. They can be used to make natural fabric dyes, the mushrooms alone make a beige or tan dye, but when combined with various metallic salts, they can make a range of gray and blue-green pigments. That's not the range of colors I would have expected from mushrooms that ooze red goo, but that's what happens. Bleeding tooth fungus is being investigated for medicinal applications as well. It makes a brown pigment called atromentin that acts as an anticoagulant similar to heparin, Atromentin also has antibacterial properties. The mushrooms make a black pigment called thelophoric acid as well. Thelophoric acid has been found to inhibit the enzyme prolyl endopeptidase, or PEP. PEP degrades chemicals in the brain that are used in memory and learning. That's a normal part of the molecular recycling our bodies do all the time but Alzheimer's patients have elevated PEP activity levels. So, bleeding tooth fungus and the thelophoric acid it produces is being investigated as a possible treatment for Alzheimer's disease. It's amazing the strange places you can find useful molecules in nature. Herbarium of the Bazaar is written, hosted, and edited by Meredith Hempel. Special thanks to Sandra Hemphill for her research for this episode. Our outro music, Spooky Evening, is by James Mylor. Find him on Pixabay. If you have questions, corrections, or topic suggestions, email us at herbariumbazaar at gmail.com. 
follow us on Instagram at Herbarium Bazaar. You can find Herbarium of the Bazaar on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever quality podcasts are aired. Please rate and review. It really does help us out. Don't forget to hug a tree today. Thanks for listening.